Happy Monday, everyone. It's the Daily Talk Show. What's going on, TJ? <laughs> Uh, like the intro, well done. Thank you. It's the uh, the latest we've ever done a podcast. Yeah, we're just sneaking this one through. Um, it's eight twenty p.m. Monday, the 29th and it is uh, twenty one degrees. Yeah, it's been in Melbourne. Absolutely scorching hot last couple of days. My little boy didn't sleep much last night. He's in bed now. Do you have aircon? Yeah, we do. It's not in our room, but we leave the door open. It pushes through to our mm. room. Have you done the math on how much it costs to run it? Mate, our power bill's been like $500. I don't know What's what... that every three... Every Here's quarter? the thing, right? So this power company, I can't remember who it is, Energy Australia. Either way, they give you this option. You pay by this date, mm-hmm. and it's and $500. It's like you pay... Oh, what? At you okay. pay any time after that date, yeah. it's like eight hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. How are they rewarding you for such, like for so much? There's such a difference there. How yeah. are they? They're doing either that? like doing you a really good solid, or they're fucking you. Nah, no one's giving. No one's I doing told my, solids. I told myself <laughs> energy companies doing you a solid, Josh. You know what? I, um, I've realised that um, if I'm speaking to someone who's a bit religious, I won't swear as much around them. Yes. Oh. So you know how I went to New Zealand? Yeah. So I went to New Zealand maybe a month ago for a wedding with Amy and Mm -hmm. this is my wife, Amy, and she was a part of the wedding party. Uh She was a bridesmaid and I was in a house. And Amy, a little backstory, when she was at Bible college, I was a stripper. There's a video headline. There is a, there is a video. We'll put it in the show notes. My, My point is she was doing something a lot different with her life. When I was doing, yeah, something questionable. I don't think hers is questionable, but <laughs> you, you didn't say that. But it's very funny. My point. My point. She is, was doing something questionable while no. I was living my life. <laughs> <laughs> she was the pure one. I yeah, was the I get the rat back. Uh-huh. Anyway, so she's got a lot of friends that are still from the church, Hillsong, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and a lot of them work for Hillsong. Pentecostal is that what it's called? Pentecostal church. I don't know if that. I, I don't know, but it's Hillsong it's Church. Do you know one. about Hillsong yeah, Church? Yeah, it's the the big concerts. There's like Planet Shakers. There's a few yeah. of those real. So get this, the big. guy, so Amy's best friend was getting married mm-hmm. and she was a bridesmaid and the guy who was marrying them. Yeah, what are they called? Celebrant. Yeah, the celebrant yeah. was the dude who started Hillsong. Sheesh. This is like a world. One Is of the he biggest... rich? Does he have that rich vibe? He, he doesn't have a rich vibe. I was but he's sort of... probably, he was probably rich before or after. I'm not, I'm not trying to... No, uh, well, he he says he doesn't take money from taken, the church. Yeah, he's sure. got books and he sells the books. He's doing well. Yeah. And he's not... What sort of... Is the book called The Bible? <laughs> no, he didn't write The Bible. <laughs> the Bible Part 2. He actually... I've, he writes some good stuff. Anyway, my whole point to it, I was in a house staying with the husbands of the girls who were a part of the wedding party. Yeah. And you know me. I fucking yeah. swear all the yeah. time. Uh-huh. I've been Nearly swearing since I was me. two. Yeah. Um, and by the end of it... They, you don't realise how much you swear until you hang out with a bunch of Christians. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an honest thing because yeah. they don't swear. And yeah. I felt bad for, actually, no, I didn't feel bad. But I, you I sort felt, of, Did you sense that they would wince every time you'd say fuck? Or was that okay? <laughs> One of them, he's an absolute legend. He messaged me because he was off getting you know told what to do by his wife and their friends and driving people around. Yeah. And he says, I want it. He messaged me, he says, I want to swear like Tommy Jacket right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was as close he got to dropping an F-bomb. It's funny, but I, it got me thinking. Um, 
speaking to a Christian dude today and I was realizing that I was saying fuck way less. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? He'd be the type of guy that I would like to listen to this podcast and it would be a shame if he didn't listen. Because of the swearing. Because of the swearing. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing. Like I told you, I, two years on radio, never mm. once swore. That's pretty impressive. I, that And that's the rules. When there's no rules in place, I'll get a bit loose. I'm a pretty, like, I'm a loose unit in regards to, I think I would swear 70% with clients. Like with yeah. most clients? You can gauge it. Yeah. 100% gauge it. Well, Have you ever gauged it wrong? Have you ever gotten a bit of a, can't say that? No, nah, but maybe that's my lack of filter around yeah. that type of thing. So maybe it's, maybe you would have in the moment gone. Oh, mate, I, I was so proud of myself because I, in a, in a way that had context, dropped the C-bomb with <laughs> one of my clients who was a lady who was like... um. Uh, a scientist, but um, big in the gender inclusion diversity type and of thing. And you said the C-bomb. And I said, if that guy, couldn't that guy just stop being? And <laughs> it, went, it went over great. Did it? Yeah, like- because she, fuck it. Like, you know, I think that all of this gender stuff can give people a bad rap as if they're, um, uh, that you've got to mm. you know tiptoe around shit, but she was um she was actually the most politically incorrect in some regards than anyone I've ever met, and that's like yeah. across the board with like working with NGOs and stuff. The people who are like you would assume like the activists and all that sort of thing yeah. sometimes have like the um, filthiest mouths. Well, I think it, you really can feel in the moment that it can either bring you really close yeah. or push you very far yeah. out. But if that's only if you've read it wrong. So I think it does. It mates you up a bit. Yeah. And you My start... ears started ringing when I did it. That's how much it's like. You know that like amazing... It's like when someone says something really nice to you. Yeah, yeah. And you sort of have this out-of-body experience. Well, if um, there's been Christians listening to it, this this podcast, they've dropped off at the one where we played that's the Craig true. Harper 12 <laughs> fucking true. rules of success. But I... um. I think fuck has become a word that we can just use pretty openly without it being an issue, maybe. I kind of want to use it more around people that don't like, you, like yeah. it being used. I, like, <laughs> I feel like the... What about kids? Do you say it in front of Bodhi? Uh, yeah, he's only he's not even a year yet. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think I'm okay if he swears, but he has to know what's okay. Yeah. Like timing where you are and why you're using it. If you're using if you're putting weight behind it emotionally mm-hmm. to you know, it's charged. Well that's where I feel like maybe I do overuse it because I um because I would say it a few times in every pod like and it makes me realise because every time I upload the podcast I have to click like contains yeah, explicit yeah. language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my fault. Yeah my brother started at my brother started telling me off for swearing around his really? daughter who's Nearly two, or is she, yeah, she's nearly two. Do you feel like I, I don't know if you answered that question? Have you ever you have you ever sworn in front of Bodhi? No, yeah, we well, fuck. We know you've done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the at a position where someone said, "Hey, you can't do that." Um, at school and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I don't know. I think I think it it becomes a bit more clear Being when you're told an adult off, what's okay and what's not. Have you ever been told off as an adult that like you can for swearing? No, just in general. Oh. Being told off as an adult. Yeah. It's not ideal, is it? Well, it pisses me off. One of the things you just don't want to be told anything about is your parenting. It's like... <laughs> Have you had anyone? No, yet? not yet. Not yet. And like, but I see, I see people look at me when I like, you know, throw Bodhi around. He loves it. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's all my choice to do what I 
want to do with my kid because I'm the one. And maybe there's parents that aren't and don't have the filter. But I feel like yeah. I know the limits of whatever we're doing and yeah. what we're playing and what uh-huh. he, where he is. So I haven't yet been told off. But I feel, you definitely feel... Oh, no. You nearly I've, had the punch on with the guy at Luna Park. <laughs> Remember? Had the run? Well, he thought I was going to walk into him. And I and he and he had a go at me. And I actually thought he was telling his kid to watch out for that guy. Yeah. But and it turned out he was telling realize. me to watch out for his kid. Yeah. When I was like, mate, you tell your like, kid what to, to watch out. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. But maybe that's a kid you sound thing. You like that... such a wimp when you say, you, it was him. <laughs> yeah, you should be watching where he's going. I tell, you, I tell you what, having a break after a weekend and when you are doing this podcast thing, yeah, it's like you actually, I've, I've had so many things that I've kind of wanted to talk about. That's nice. Because um, you start thinking in that in that way of going, oh, we could t- talk about that on the podcast or mm-hmm. I could bring that up. It's like a YouTube channel, all, all of that stuff. It's just like... It Have creates- you still got one? <laughs> <laughs> How many videos are you doing yeah, this year? To, I'm, it's 110. No, you're not. 100% I will. I'm doing I'm, 100. You're I'm, not doing 100. I think I'm actually on track to be doing 110 if you were to base it out from yeah. the, the days, yeah. which is good. Well, all power to you, mate. I want you to do 110. No, you know I would love it. But uh, yeah, what have you been thinking about? What's been um, on your mind? So, and I know you're, uh, you, you're, um, you do this, and it's okay. you get on like these. It might be a couple of weeks, or it might be just one week. Diets, no, <laughs> yeah, that too. But using a a, fray, a turn of phrase or like a oh, yeah. metaphor or something that you just you get out there. Yeah. I hear you talking to other people. You uh-huh. using it using it online. I used to always say when it was people's birthdays, I'd write in their card, "Life's a garden, dig it," <laughs> which was a Joe Dirt. Do you remember the film? Joe Mate, Dirt? I love Joe Dirt. I got to rewatch it. Joe Dirt. There's some of those films, Joe Dirt. There's the um, Napoleon Dynamite. Mm. Got to get feel like they wouldn't be as good second time round. No. Nah. But anyway, so you're talking phrases. Yeah, my phrase at the moment, and it's and it's like Can it's I guess quite deep. All right. Yeah, go oh, it's, it. it's an actual phrase. Yeah, it's quite deep. It's like advice, and and it's not mine. Okay. But it's yeah, something what is that's. It? I think it, these things are resonating within me at the moment, uh-huh. and like, resonates a big word at the moment. Resonate. So this one is, um, um, don't wait to be picked. Pick yeah, yourself. Seth Godin. Yeah. yeah. And I love Seth. Yeah. He's amazing. You've got every... Yeah, Poke board. the Box. He talks about that a lot. But Man- it, but it's so, I think, for industries like media, radio, mm-hmm. TV, online YouTube channels, like it is, it's, it, that is the explanation of that saying, don't wait to be picked, pick yourself. Well, I reckon if I, I'm just doing a search on my uh, medium which is like that, you know, like writing articles and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I took it down because it was, I saw it the other day and it embarrassed me because I literally was, yeah, when you write stuff, oh, I think I have taken it Well, you it can down. search your Medium page. Oh, no, I was, it was just on my Medium page and I've literally, I have edited. I Can you see your edit? I've, um, so I've, what's your point of this? I, the, my point was I did an article, the only article that was on there and I think I just deleted it was about picking yourself and I yeah. used all capital letters and shit and I was and, just like... So let's talk about it. Yeah. It's... Um, I was having a conversation today about somebody... Okay, I've had two... Conver- I've offered up this piece of advice two days in a row. Okay, great. Number one was to my friend who was very close to getting on the block... Okay, for yeah, the great. second year round, renovate, renovate your own fucking house. Is that what you said? <laughs> no, no, I actually didn't. But he was like, "Oh, so yeah, they said that we could probably we might be contenders for next year. So I'll probably just like 
hang out, probably see if they will um, contact us again and, you know, follow up with them. But that scenario where you're waiting for this Channel yeah. 9 And you also fucking know these producers have so many people, like... How many times have you thought you were going to be on something yeah. and you just, you're so far off, but everyone, they're just hedging their backs. They've got a hundred people that they're getting they're, on. And they're saying that to everybody. And yeah. that's the example. Like my friend, I think he's talented and I think uh-huh. he would be great on a reality show or TV or whatever. But it's like those things, are that saying embodied what you're waiting around for. What's, so picking yourself, I guess, as a radio presenter would be having a podcast. Yeah. Because the only difference is the money. Yeah. Really. and Audience, money. Yeah, I mean, but you... You, you, you find an audience. You find the audience. I mean, having a... The, the difference between having, I guess, a regional radio is the there's a few things. You're getting the discipline. You're getting an audience. You're getting an understanding of sponsorships, advertising, content directors, being mm. part of a big... Col- like a cog within a big machine. I think mm. that that's worthwhile but as soon as you learn that shit you gotta fucking get out of there and everyone wants to get out of that big cog yeah and most people are stuck aren't they yeah i think a good example is and i you know the barefoot investor yeah he does a a finance dude legend i work with him doing video stuff and Mm -hmm. he does a radio spot yeah and i know it's not his like bread and butter yeah but if he was to do his own podcast build an empire one day a week yeah Oh, sorry, one day or every single day, uh-huh. five days, like what we're doing. Yeah. He's got a profile. He's mm-hmm. That's picking yourself. That's yeah. not waiting for producers to go, oh, can you come on the show to talk to us? Yeah, absolutely. And so like, that's what I see where there's a lot of people who have these opportunities and they might have put in this pre-work and they've got this amazing opportunity to pick themselves. Well, so many people spend a lot of time. Like how many, how much time have you spent? Like, this isn't to you, but this is to the audience writing an application for a grant when like I my whole thing is like okay how much is this going to cost I'm not going to fucking spend a year trying to squeeze 20 grand from some company you know some organization ABC or whatever to then have all of these limitations around it if you believe in your idea Mm. don't try and fucking sell it to Vice how many people have an idea and they say it'd be perfect for Vice and who's selling it? <laughs> yes, it's Just so true. Fucking make it. Yeah. Stop being a dickhead about it. Yeah. Jeez, oh, I've I've done well with the whole non-swearing <laughs> thing, haven't I? But th- that picking yourself is a big one. I yeah. mean, it's funny. It's so true about the Vice thing. You've even said that that would be perfect for Vice. Fucking everyone does. Like everyone, it's like, or oh, this would be perfect for Netflix, or this is perfect for. Yeah, it would be. But make it, and then I think probably the. The thing that I've found is that I have no problem in picking myself, but I think where it becomes a slight issue is when you pick yourself, but you sort of like deep down want to get picked. And probably Mm. the biggest example is is those people who like go freelance, which is their version of just being unemployed. So they're saying, I'm freelance at the moment, but they're fucking job hunting or their stuff. And like, that's all well and good, but you've got to, if you want to give freelancing a go, stop going to fucking job interviews. How, like, think True. about how many jobs in the last two years you've turned down because you're like, no, like, that's not what I want. Where there's, yeah. a, I know that when I was freelancing five years ago, that it was sort of like freelancing mm. with like with one eye open on the sort of um, job listings. You know, the only reason we're doing this podcast 
is because I am doing what you're saying. I was yeah. doing some freelance stuff and I was trying and I thought the right thing was to get a job with a big radio station again. So I was holding out and then I got one back in Melbourne. So I moved from Bondi okay. back to Melbourne and now we're here. Yeah. It's... Should I th- never have done that. <laughs> yeah. But I think like it's all part of it's the... It's learning. Yeah. It's all part of the le- learning. And I think if anything, you realize how quick and nimble... I think the other mistake people make is they think that they need to emulate what's already out there so they say okay well i'm going to pick myself i'm going to start my own radio show so they're like okay i have x amount of breaks and fucking emulate radio where it's like that's not your the the biggest thing to keep in mind is what is your point of difference Mm. you know your your point of difference if if you're competing with the southern cross Oz stereos or the um are uh like arn or any of that sort of Mm. stuff like they're these big fuck off companies, right? So the point of difference probably from day dot isn't going to be trying to interview like all of the other, you know, uh, radio shows interview. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's part of the, the struggle is it's okay to be the small boat. If you're a big ship and you sort of, and you treat it like that way, you're going to be just as slow. Whereas mm. if you can use your advantage of being nimble, you don't have the the limitations. Well, I reckon that there would be majority of radio presenters out there and yeah. people in TV that if you said to them, you could have your own, you could have your own show on TV, mm-hmm. or your a big YouTube channel yeah. or a big podcast versus your own radio show. Uh-huh. A lot of them now that the ones that are in it would probably choose the podcast Absolutely. or the YouTube channel. TV presenters want to be youtubers and youtubers want to be tv presenters this is across the fucking board every youtuber like especially in i notice for whatever reason the uk this seems to be a big thing youtubers getting radio shows like being really romantic about the sort of mainstream media and wanting to make that jump and then they go in there and realize the limitations um yeah it's a picking yourself i think that the one realization is that it's it's a self-discovery. It's something that you can't tell someone and just expect them to be able to do. And most advice, that's what I found. I've been so fucking disappointed over the last 10 years because the no amount... No one's of, listened to your advice. Except, no, well, you, yeah, you give people... Like, you see so much potential in people and you're like, if only this person did... Like, how many times have you yeah. seen someone who's super skilled or super talented or super smart and if they just did A, B and C, that would be fucking the next big thing? Yeah. But they don't and they're not. And that's the difference. Mm. And that's why, like, the people that I respect... Like, uh, Bree and I were talking about this the other day. People that we respect are people like you, people like Simon Taylor, the comedian... It's people who are fucking hustlers that are that are going to make it work no matter what. That 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 don't allow um, all of those things that can get in the way to mm. get in the way. And then also like fuck respect even more respect to those who don't have the privileges that you, me, Simon do, which is that we're fucking white dudes in Australia. Mm. But the the people who are hustling and that are creating a path for themselves i think that that's the other Mm. thing what what people want is a path that fuck i feel like this is our first ranty show this is the sort of shit that i 
fucking yeah, this rant is what about. I want you to talk about because I love it this when you're what, talking to me about this shit. This off is why I rant all the time. But people, the the reason people don't pick themselves is because by picking yourself, you have no guaranteed path. Yeah. You have no guaranteed map. And what people want is they want a defined map. People want to people the people who want to pick your brain or that want uh, they want a job because. It's a different mindset. I've I've worked with people where it's like, okay, you just need you need to do A, B, and C. You need a website. You need to set up these pages. You need to freelance. And they come back and they say, oh, all I want is a job. Yeah. How much do you think that is these people like Gary V and all these entrepreneurs so Gary out there v selling the- selling this life, selling this yeah. hustle life, right? But then there's people that are working for somebody that only might think that they want to be the entrepreneur hustler because they see someone else do it, but it's not truly within yeah. them. And so it's not really what they want to do. It's an accessory. Yeah. I mean, but the problem with entrepreneurship, the problem with all of this stuff is that at some point we turned it from being fucking the unromantic small business to the romantic startup. Mm. And everyone wants to be fucking Zuckerberg because what people want I think is influence and if you think about it uh that influence used to be in your brawn in your strength in you know being a peacock or whatever and the the funny thing is the peacock in 2018 is the fucking nerd who knows how to work a computer and has glasses and that can engineer shit and that can make like makers yeah um and i think that even speaking to um uh my niece she you know should be uh you know first year of high school everyone wants to be a fucking youtuber in her class is that what they're saying everyone wants to be and the thing is that kids like um the reality is just like not everyone's smart enough to be a doctor i'm not smart enough to be a doctor yeah some kids aren't charismatic enough to be Mm. in front of camera and I think that the interesting thing is it's um, I don't know if if I think that these things always exist. People, kids wanted to be on MTV. Yeah, they wanted to be on Jackass. They wanted to be on all of that. Get and away. now, yeah, get away. And now they want to be YouTube stars. Mm. And the problem is, I think that for most of them, just like get away, what that people wanted in get away is they wanted the travel. They wanted the yeah. the limelight. They didn't what they didn't want and what I think if we spoke to our friend Jules would tell you is it's not as fucking glamorous as, as what these things. And and that's the thing with even being a YouTuber, like a YouTuber uh, in, as a result, if you are one of the, you know, 0.1% has success and has fame and has all of these things. But for the most part, it's creative frustration and it's, working hard and it's understanding how to put a project together yeah i um ran people through today a whole bunch of editing things and it was like a workshop for creating video content Mm -hmm. And, and it made me just realize how much monotonous shit i've done yeah and i'm still not even that great yeah like i can make videos i can make ones that win i can make ones that are shit but the amount of little bits and pieces, my point of it is you need to be so into that something. Yeah. 
to because how be are you going to do it all the all the time? Like it's not sustainable. And I think video and I think podcast. Like you do, we we put this podcast up in five minutes yeah. after we're finished, uh-huh. and it's because of the ten years of you being a nerd yeah. doing this so it's much. The fact that I was doing this in two thousand and five. The thing is that the reason I don't have to YouTube how to do it is literally what I learned when I was fifteen years old mm. making the Josh Jansen show. And, and and so the YouTubers, these young kids or these your nephew, nieces, yeah, niece, yeah, yeah. friends, yeah. The, the probably the reality of it is they won't be able to make it through all that stuff, this annoyance, most, the 10-year apprenticeship that you did. I think that the thing also to consider is that even, I think that there's this fear within our industry that all the young guns are going to come in and they're going to be fucking amazing at After Effects and all that sort of thing. But they're... There's always a compromise. There's mm-hmm. always... Get, so if you're spending, you know, eight hours a day doing After Effects, uh, maybe you don't have great social skills or yeah. maybe there's all these other elements to it as well. So you're going to get people who are great. Uh, I think that the, the people who are going to be really powerful are those slashies, which is the direction I'm going in, which is I went super niche. I did all the video stuff and then I realized I'm like... Actually, the only reason I'm not picking up a stills camera or picking up a microphone is because I've created this predefined idea of what yeah. I'm meant to be, that I'm meant to be, that a filmmaker, if you are going to be a serious filmmaker, you can't have a podcast <laughs> or you can't be taking stills because yeah. what does that say about your craft? And I think that it's a, um, we're at an interesting, we're, we're at an interesting point where we're sort of at this um, crossroads, but um you know, you talk about not being romantic about certain things. I think that that's, that's one of them is not being romantic around the labels, around I'm a writer, mm. I'm a filmmaker, I'm a photographer. And then even where I kind of bring it back to is like where you post stuff. Like yeah. if you're like, I only post it to YouTube because I'm a yeah. YouTuber. It's yeah. like whatever channel works, you don't have control of, unfortunately. Absolutely. My Facebook page has more likes on that than my subscriber base on YouTube. Yeah. And it's only because at some point it's really worked there and my biggest videos have been on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so it's like I couldn't... If I was to just be, nah, YouTube only, don't do it to that stuff. It's like, you can't, it, I'll, I'll die yeah, in the I, industry. And I think also that the opportunity when you are in the early days is it's like, uh, you know, I, I've heard um, women in sort of male-dominated industries talk about the the benefit is that no one expects much from you, and then that can you can fucking fly under mm-hmm. the radar and do amazing work, and that is the um, that is the benefit of um, uh, being a, a beginner starting. Even um, I forgot the guy's name is uh, Dan. Oh, Jesus, lightning! Mm-hmm. It's getting a bit stormy. Um, the dude, I think he did 10% happier or something like that. He was on Matt Diavella's yes, podcast. I, I know. Yeah, he was on Matt Diavella's podcast, The Ground Up Show. Definitely worth a listen. But he oh, talks. Dan Hill. No, Dan. No, it's not no, Dan. Dan. I was going to say Dan Hill. No, but Dan, Dan. Sam. Sam. Dan, Dan Harris. Dan, Dan Harris. Dan Harris. Yeah. yeah. He was a TV guy. Yeah. Became had a, a meltdown. And lost his shit. Lost his shit on, on, on air. On national television. Yeah, it could have been you. <laughs> <laughs> um, he fully had a meltdown. like an, uh, Yeah. And then found meditation and shit. But he talks about the beginner's mindset. It was literally on... I've got to give full credit to Matt Diavella's podcast. It's such a, a worth a listen. And also just he's got his YouTube channel and stuff. In the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. But... 
Dan, what the fuck his name? Dan Harris. Mm. Which sounds very similar to who's the Sam Harris. Sam Harris. So it's Dan Harris. That's why it's <laughs> same surname, mate. Look, Dan sounds Harris very similar. Very similar. Um, no, Dan Harris. So in his latest podcast, which sounds like we're just doing a fucking recap of other people's podcasts now, <laughs> but he talks about the beginner's mindset, and what he says is, "When I fuck up, is when I think everything's going to be fine, and I'm really confident." He said, "The space where he does his best work." is beginner's mindset and what he talks about is it's when he's got the little bit he's got a little bit of anxiety he's a little bit cautious it's when you turn on the recording on the microphone and you're not being some super loose unit but you're actually being really thoughtful and that is when he's at his best and i think there's a lot to be said about the beginner's mindset Mm. Uh, because the beginner's mindset to me also um, isn't romantic about the shit that you're doing in the sense of it's saying it's realizing that you don't have all the answers. Yeah. Um, and um, if I, it's so for, you know you talk about like the phrases and stuff like that. I get hooked on different theories or thoughts or you know there, there's one um, by uh, the guy who is uh, the main dude from This American Life. What's his name? Ira Glass, mm. and he talks about um, the gap. And what the gap is, is it's the time in your life as a creative when you know what's good. So as a filmmaker, you know what cinematography, what looks good, the shallow depth of field looks good. All of these things look good. And the gap is when you know what looks good, but you can't fucking make it happen. You try and film it and you can't get the shot the way that it looks Mm. in the videos that you love or you can't get the color grading right. And that is the most frustrating section is when you're in the gap. And his thing is like that passes, you, you continue, you work on it. Um, and that's part of the process. Whereas a lot of people can be dismayed where it's like my photo, I know what looks good now and I can't do it. Mm. It's, um, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, podcast recommendation uh, of the week or well, two things. Podcast app. Uh, what is it called? Podcast one. It's not the podcast uh, no, one. No, 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 it's not podcast Pocket one. cast. Pocket cast. Yeah, yeah. Pocket cast. It was like five. You know, I love paying for shit. Yes, you love paying for apps. Uh, I opt the free version if yeah, there is one. I don't think there is, no. Okay. No, it's six bucks. Uh, six bucks, but it's fucking great because it will, uh, uh, if you're listening to a lot of podcasts, it helps you manage them in a really nice way. So uh, that app is really cool, Pocket Cast. The reason I heard it about it was because one of you listeners is listening through that app. Oh, if you are listening through that app. And it's not you. It's not me. <laughs> and and I said, oh, this, this looks interesting. I saw it in the stats. Had a... Uh, did a search and I fucking love it it's great it shits on the Apple podcast app which is a piece of shit but the podcast that I was going to suggest is called The Accidental Creative I listened to like a 20 minute podcast with them uh, today phenomenal what are you listening to? Just uh, um, How I Built This which is entrepreneurs you could call it but half of them are just like Dudes who have fluked it, yeah. um, started businesses, big businesses that you know, WeWork, yeah. um, Chipotle, and you just like hear from Chipotle. the ground up how they Chipotle. built Chipotle. So fucking Aussie. How they built these empires. Yeah. And it's fascinating because half the shit that they're going through in their head is exactly what the small business owner that will never yeah. scale his business yeah. is going through. Yeah. And that we're all equal in that way. Absolutely. And so there's, you can, yeah, anyway, it's worth listening to. Two things to wrap it up. Yeah. 
Have you drank coffee before this episode? Yeah. You did? Yeah. What time? Early, early, early. What time? Uh, um, uh, like 9.30. This morning? Yeah. Because well, you're off your fucking head. You've been... Really? Do you know the funny <laughs> thing is I was on such a, like a, a low before this. I think it's all the fruit. Yeah, we had fruit before this. Because, and I think it's... um. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I got a heaps of shit done today. Number two, if you're listening to this, we haven't been, we haven't talked about this. We haven't put it out there on our no. social media. This is so episode ten too. Please, we really appreciate everyone who is listening. Yeah, thank and let you. us know. If you're an early listener, please let us know. We do have the PO box. <laughs> I fucking check it every day, and literally, I've only had two things sent, and they've both been packages too big for the PO box. So I have to end up like going in anyway. So that it's a disaster. <laughs> what but is the PO box? Keep P- it out there. PO box four hundred. Abbotsford, Victoria 3067. And if you're doing it from overseas, just add Australia there for a bit of shits and giggles. But fuck, how good would it be? The first bit of mail that we get, I'll send you something back as a thank you. You're saying we'll pay you to send us something? No, I'm not saying no, but I'll, you know, I love buying shit. I'm going (laughs) to, I'll send them something. All right. We're wrapping this up. Great. Thanks, everyone. This has been the Daily Talk Show. Remember, you can subscribe to us. Uh, on all those podcasting apps, including um, Pocket Cast, which I mentioned. And we're also on YouTube. Tommy's at youtube.com forward slash Tommy Jacket, which is, what was the latest video you, you posted? That's um, the one you just... Oh, I've, see, I've made one that I can't release yet. So yeah. uh, it was the Craig Harper one. Craig Harper. So it's the, the live version of what you heard yeah, the other night. The uh, uh, the successful... It, seeing as this business. podcast was kind of a, a bit of inspo or at least a bit deep for us yeah. it's it's on that same level but yeah. still craig harper's worth following as well yeah. on instagram um where is he at whiteboard whiteboard lessons on instagram yeah. and craig harper just search it on youtube you'll yeah. find him very good anyway we'll uh catch you tomorrow awesome have a good one guys night night